The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The Jaguars are favored by one and a half. You like my Jaguar sound? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Screw you then. I'm All not right. sure what that was. I, I like your I like your Viking horn better. <laughs> I'll get to that later. Oh, baby. You know what time it is. It's Sims and Florio, PFTPM, and Chris Sims Unbuttoned Collaboration, Joint Collaboration Picks Podcast, okay? Um, how you doing, dude? Everything good? You changed. Good, good. You know, must be this, nice to be home. This is the only context where you use the word joint in a way that you don't normally mean. Oh, it. you're right, because joints will be a plentiful tonight. I could tell you that on a Thursday night. Oh, oh. that's right. It's Friday for you, yeah, and Friday. Notre Dame is done. Right. Three-day weekend coming for Christopher. Right. I haven't watched a Thursday game stoned all year. I can't wait. This will be great. <laughs> tonight would be maybe a good idea for it. If you're ever going to do it, maybe tonight is the night. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, some people like to drink a beer on their night off. We know know what I like to do. I'm not ashamed of it. So that's just the way it is. All right. We got week 14 picks coming up. Michael, you had a good week last week. I mean, really, you really did. I'm not even trying to be a jerk here. 10 and six straight up 11 and five against the spread. Very impressive there. Um, best bets. You won the green Bay game. You were only one and two in your best bets. You lost Carolina and the new Orleans Atlanta over. Okay. Actually, actually, it was the Rams Cardinals over. I lost the. Th- we had the special Thanksgiving best bet. Oh, we yes. each lost the Thanksgiving best. We bet. We did. Yes, I know. And I don't even want to really count that. So you, because like I don't think either one of us would have picked any of those bets as our right. bets either way. So if we got to do our three best bets, you won Green Bay, you lost Carolina, and then you lost that Rams Arizona over. Yes, there. Um, I on the other hand went seven and nine straight up. That's not good. Seven eight and one against the spread. Not good. Oh, now they fixed it. Wait. Well, no, no, he wasn't three and one best bets. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, he wasn't. No. No, he wasn't. No. No, he picked the Bears. They didn't cover. I don't think the Bears covered. They, the Bears did not cover. I don't think I won. Pete, you know, Pete, Pete fucking- we're going to have to have a full, we're going to have to bring in Price Waterhouse and have a full accounting. This is the second time we've caught you yep. with your hand in the cookie jar. Yep. Pete Dimalitolitis can't fucking add. You know, that's what happens with <laughs> Long, I- Long Island people. They can't add. That's just what it is. They just, they're not as quite as smart as New Jersey people. And that's what happens. Um, so, all right. I lost Chicago in the Thanksgiving Day bet. Yes, I did. So we both lost our Thanksgiving Day bet, but I won Green Bay and the 49ers, and I, like you, lost the Carolina Panthers. So I gained a game on you on best bets. For the year, you have a one-game lead on me with best bets. Straight up, you have a seven-game lead on me. Oh, it's straight up, all right. Oh, and it really is pissing me off. Oh! It wasn't three and a half. There's no fucking way it was three and a half. 
Are you sure? Is, we're, pe- hey, you know what? You're living in the past. Wait, You're okay. Living in the past. Are you sure I didn't gain another game on him in best bets then? No, you said it doesn't count. No, no. He already said last Thursday doesn't count. No, They're counting as part of our record, picks. but I don't hurt. It doesn't hurt right. as much. They don't yeah. count for the best bets. I, they yep, don't they count, count for the best bets. I, uh, yep. No, they don't. You said they don't count for the best bets. I'm just saying we were we... forced to pick those. They still are going exactly. on our record. We like we wouldn't no, have really now picked you're trying them. to wiggle off. We the really hook. would. Pete, make sure you got. Uh, we got that right. But uh, you make sure it was okay. All right. So I went three and one in my best bets last week. I am more genius than I thought. Uh, and you sure I'm only one game back of him on best bets now, Pete? Dim a little lettuce because I don't trust anything you fucking say now. All right. All right. All right. You are beating me in straight up, and that's really pissing me off. And you're up by seven games, and you're up a game on best bets. And those are the two that I want to win, and I'm losing to you. And what an hey, embarrassment. Can I just I am. say this? Can you? To be, four, to be four games over 500, yeah. picking against the spread yeah. is impressive. It is impressive. That's impressive. It really is. I, I can't lie. Uh, I, I, it's, it is, it's amazing because, uh, I am not good against the spread. I'm 16 games under 500. So, um, but I'm still going to win more people money at the end of the year. Cause my best bets are going to prevail. Um, as we saw last week, I mean, I was three and one and you were two and two. It's pretty bad by you. All right, here we go. Cowboys bears Thursday night football. Okay, teams that are at 500 that seem somewhat dysfunctional that are still alive in the playoffs. Uh, Go ahead, Florio. What do you think goes down? Yeah, I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to win this game. They are six and six, but they are better than that. The Bears are six and six, and they are worse than that. I think the Cowboys get it together, if only for a night. Who knows what happens next week when the Rams come to town? I could see the Cowboys losing that one, but I think they win this one. I also think they beat the Eagles week 16 and end up winning the division. But for now, for tonight, 24 to 16, Cowboys over the Bears. The Bears kind of come back down to reality after winning a couple of games against crap teams. And the Cowboys get again. You know, the, the formula for the Cowboys has been they win the games they should. They lose the games they should. I don't know which category this one falls into, but they are favored in this one. So I think the Cowboys win 24-16, and they move to 7-6. and six, Yeah, that's right. I didn't say this. The Cowboys are favored by three. The over-under is at 43. I'm going Cowboys 20, Bears 16. Um Uh, I'm with you in the fact that I just don't know. I don't trust the Bears offense enough to move the ball consistently on the Cowboys defense. Vice versa, I do think the Cowboys offense will struggle moving the ball against the Bears defense. It's still one of the best defenses in football. Uh, I do see it that way. Uh, You know, and I just think the Cowboys will have enough offense to pull this off. I I think this will be a close game. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bears had the ball late in the game for one drive to win it. Um, I, like I said, I'm picking it 20 to 16. I do think, as you heard me say in the show today, if they got a Khalil Mack strip sack fumble, you know, why the Cowboys are back on their own 20 yard line or something like that. Uh, I think one play by that Bears defense could win them the game. They need to give their offense the short field once in this kind of game. And then maybe they could win the game 23 to 16. I know I'm not picking this as my best bet. I don't trust either one of these teams. So I'm just saying that flat out right now, but we both both see the Cowboys winning, and I agree with you. I do think the Cowboys are the better team, and if they're going to get on a roll, they better get on it soon here. All right, let's go to 1 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, Panthers, Falcons, no more Ron Rivera. They're dealing with that. The Falcons are favored by three at home, over under at 47, Mike. Uh, do you think the Panthers are motivated by Ron Rivera and coming together that way, or does, does it lead to a week of bleh and not showing up on Sunday? 
Yeah, look, I think everybody was shocked by the news that Ron Rivera was out. It's a lot to process if you're the Carolina Panthers to turn it around. The decision came on a Tuesday, not a Monday. I mean, usually this gets implemented right away to give the interim coach, and in this case it's Perry Fuel, an opportunity to, to, to get himself together and to get a plan in place. I mean, Tuesday is game planning day, and that's the day Ron Rivera gets thrown out the door. I mean, it's a lot for the Panthers to do to get this one together. That's why I think the Falcons are going to win. I'm intrigued by the over-under in this one. I could see it going over because, you know, when all else fails, just give the ball to Christian McCaffrey over and over and over again. But uh, I, I think the Falcons do win it. They've had extra time to get ready. They haven't had this complication that the Panthers have had to deal with. So I've got I've got the Falcons winning the game uh, 30 to 24. Falcons 30, Panthers 24. And uh, 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 who, who, you know what? Last night I picked it Panthers over Falcons. But as I'm thinking about it now, I like Falcons over the Panthers because I really don't think they've had enough time to recover from what happened with Ron Rivera. So I think the Falcons win, and uh, and I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. But uh, the Falcons cover the three-point spread by three and yeah. win by six, 30-24. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think Dan Quinn still thinks he could probably save his job, even though that's not realistic either. The Falcons having a little extra time during the week. You mentioned all the Ron Rivera stuff. I'm with you there. You know, the Panthers run defense, that's so, that's so bad. I mean, and I guess, you know, listen, their pass defense has been pretty good this year. But when you have to worry about your run defense against a team like the Falcons, who can't necessarily run the ball all that well themselves, but if they can run it just enough, that's when they become extra dangerous in the pass game. And, hey, I think Kyle Allen and company will make his plays on the offensive side of the ball too because I think Norv Turner is a really good offensive mind and he's got a good plan of attack and all those things. But ultimately, I'm going with the Falcons at home, 28-24. I think they win this one, and that's enough about that non-playoff matchup. All right, Ravens, Bills. Uh, I'm really excited about this game. I am. I'm, you know me. I'm, I'm on the Bills bandwagon. I'm on the Josh Allen and Sean McDermott bandwagon. I love the Ravens, too. Don't get me wrong. Ravens fire uh, uh, favored by five and a half um, going to Buffalo, and the over-under is 43. Now, let me just tell you this. The Bills are 8-3-1 and one against the spread this season. That is the best in the NFL. Uh, Mike, lead us off. How do you think this goes down? And this is an example of one of those, and you and I both do this, where we pick a score ahead of time, we don't see the spread, and it's like, damn, we are right on it. Yeah. I got the Ravens 23-17 to 17 in this one. The spread's five and a half. I, I just think the Ravens right now are in a class above pretty much everyone in the NFL. I yeah. think I would pick them against anyone right now. And the Bills are 9-3, and three, but it's not a strong 9-3. and three. They've had some easy games. They've had a schedule much like New England's. And uh, yeah, they beat the Cowboys last Thanksgiving or last Thursday on Thanksgiving. But but that doesn't make me believe the Bills have morphed into a super team. The Ravens are a super team, and I think the Ravens win this one. It'll be close, but I think the Ravens win. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think this is going to be a, a, a fun game. It's always tough to play up in Buffalo. The Bills defense is real. The, the, the one thing I worry about with the Bills a little bit, and their defense being the number three defense in football, obviously, is phenomenal. But the, when they've shown a little issue here and there, it's been against teams who are big and can just run the ball right at them. Uh, and that's what I worry about a little. That's why I make fun of Dallas last week because I don't think they took advantage of of doing that to to the Buffalo Bills. But uh, you know, I look at that and just go, man, I just think Baltimore is too big up front to stop them. 
And, uh, you know, I think that the Bills are athletic enough to maybe slow down the, the, the Lamar Jackson run attack because McDermott's such a good coach. And, you know, on the show today, PFT, I mentioned Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, one of the better linebacker duos in all of football. They can run. So, you know, if they if they get out on the edge, they're the type of linebackers that can run down Lamar Jackson. I don't think Baltimore's going to be able to make a number of huge plays in this football game. On the other side of the ball, of course, the Ravens defense is awesome too. And the Bills offense is good, but not great. I mean, Cole Beasley, John Brown, they're good, uh, but they're not game breakers. The game breaker the, the Buffalo Bills has is Josh Allen. And I do think Josh Allen can scare them. If Baltimore plays too much man-to-man, he can throw some balls over their head. And you've heard me mention that the Baltimore Ravens front seven is not real fast. And Josh Allen, I do think, can have some get-outside-the-pocket-and-run type plays. But I'm with you with the Ravens overall. The Ravens are the best team in football right now. They're rolling, and they're a bully that's rolling. They're one of those teams that when there's a bully, when they're, they're a bully and they feel like they're just the biggest, baddest dudes on the planet, they feed off it. And that's where they're at right now. I go Ravens 24-20. Um, so I have the Bills covering the spread there, but the Ravens winning the football game. So we're both kind of threading the needle there. You're going with them covering. I'm going with the Bills covering. Uh, that should be a good one nonetheless. Yeah, I'm, I'm not threading the needle. I picked them to win and yeah, cover. Right, you're, you're threading right. the needle. I'm threading the needle. Even though, it's not a, even, even though it's not a thin margin, you, you're picking the Bills to cover. And I think the only thing that's going to stop the Ravens is themselves, specifically an injury to Lamar Jackson. Without that, they are going to continue to roll over teams they should beat, and they're going to continue to be very competitive against the best teams when they come up against the best teams. And and I worry about Lamar Jackson in this game because I think as we get closer and closer to the postseason, I think the teams that play them are going to go harder and harder after Jackson. Clean, legal, yeah. but I think they are going, if he's going to run the ball and become a running back, I think they're going to hit him like they hit a running back, just like the Patriots hit Josh Allen when New England beat Buffalo earlier right. this year. And I think the Bills uh, are, are going to going to be the first team that we see really go after Lamar Jackson. Again, I don't mean it in a dirty way. Yeah. And I don't mean in a way no, that but is they're designed gonna make to them injure him. for running the ball. But you're going to run the ball. You're going to get hit like a running back. Yeah, that's, I, I listen, I, I think you're right. I think the 49ers tried to do that a little last week. And I think, again, the, the rain slowed them down from being able to do that. But I did think Lamar took a few hits last week in that game that I hadn't seen him take in some other games. Uh, so I'm with you there. I think that's a very real thought. All right. Bengals at Browns. Browns at home. Of course, eight and a half point favorites over under at 40 and a half. Um, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I, look, the, the the Browns are in desperation mode right now. And even if they run the table, I don't think it's going to be enough to get to the playoffs. I don't think it's going to be enough to save Freddie Kitchens. But after losing in Pittsburgh last week, they're playing a Bengals team that, you know, is kind of on house money now. They got their win. That could make them dangerous because they're not going to be nervous. They're not going to be uptight. They're really not in a position to lose anything. And it is a rivalry game. But I think the Browns, they've been good enough at home. They had those three straight wins. I think they win 31-21, which means they cover, but just barely. Uh, Cleveland uh, gets to 6-7 and seven and puts itself in position because they play the Bengals again to maybe finish 9-7, and seven, but I, I don't think 9-7 is going to be good enough. No, um, I'm, I don't think it'll be good enough either. 
Uh, you know, the Bengals with Andy Dalton are certainly better. There's no doubt about that. They can be a pain in the butt there. Uh, he definitely added juice to their offense for sure. Gives them a legitimate passing game. And and Joe Mixon is still a phenomenal running back. Um, the Browns, though, I just think have too many weapons on offense. I think the Browns' defense is very well coached, too. You know, so I think it'll be hard on the Bengals to consistently move the ball on them. And the big thing is the Browns are really good at running the football. They can, I mean, Nick Chubb, is, Nick Chubb is phenomenal. He's leading the league in rushing for a reason. Season. And that's where I really worry about it. I just don't know if the Bengals, they can't stop the run. And if they put too many eggs in the, we're going to stop the run basket, then, you know, the, the, the Browns, of course, have the weapons on the outside to beat them. Uh, so I, I got a similar score. I'm going Browns 30 to 20 at home. I think they get the win. That's enough on that one. Anything else you wanted to say there? No. Okay. All right. Redskins at Packers. Uh, Redskins got that huge win last weekend against the Carolina Panthers, a surpriser because we both picked the Panthers to cover and do all that. Going up to Green Bay, um, Green Bay is favored by 13 points, over under at 41 and a half. Um, Green Bay seemed to find their mojo last week against the New York Giants. Do you think they add to this? I know you think they're going to win. Do you think they blow them out is really what I wish yeah, what I should I, ask you. I, I, I think they'll win. I think this is one of those where you, you, you'd have well, – look, I could see Washington beating them. And I think Aaron Rodgers is nervous about this one. He's talked about making the most out of the opportunity they now have. And also he's, he's made this plea tongue-in-cheek for Packers fans to get there early and do plenty of drinking so they'll be loud. I think he wants to guard against complacency in this one. Yeah. Because we've seen what happens to the Packers when they are complacent. They lost to the Chargers. And they've yet to have one of those clunkers at home where they lose. Although uh, they flirted with the, the Panthers far longer than they should have. That game went right down to the wire. And, and we saw what Washington did to the Panthers last weekend. They're a dangerous team. They're a loose team. And I think the Packers need to be worried about this one. I've still got 35-17. to 17. I think the Packers will be fine. But I won't be surprised if Washington covers, and I won't be completely shocked if Washington wins. It would fit within those lapses we tend to see from Packers teams from time to time where everything is set up for them. All they have to do is beat Washington, Chicago, and Detroit, and they're going to win the division even if they lose to the Vikings Week 16 Monday night. I could see the Packers stub their toes and lose a game and create an opening for the Vikings down the stretch. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'll go that far. I, I think, I, I, I think the, the Washington Redskins can hang around and be annoying because of their ability to run the football, what we've seen. And we know the Packers are not good at stopping the run. But, I mean, if the Packers don't put in the all-in the stop the motherfucking run egg basket, okay? I mean, you know, that's what's unbelievable. The, the Redskins have shown no sign of being able to throw the football. Zero signs since Dwayne Haskins has come in. I mean, it, it's, it's by far the worst passing offense in football every week so far. So if they can't hone in on, holy shit, we better stop the run game or we're going to lose, you know, that, that, then, then I don't know what else to say. Then they're just, they're a fraud team altogether. The other thing I'll say too is this Redskins defense is not bad. They're coached very well. I'm a big fan of Greg Benusky, but, um, you know, I, I just think I, I look at it for two. What scares me for the Redskins in this is they're not the best at stopping the run. And when you can't stop the run against Green Bay, that's when Aaron Rodgers can become extra dangerous too because it just makes the play-action pass game pretty much unstoppable. And I, I got a similar score to you. I'm going Packers 34-17. I wouldn't be shocked that like in the third quarter if this game was like 17-14 you know, or something like that. I'm not, look, I would look, not be shocked. Hey, 
Look at what it was on Sunday. Yeah. 17-13, fourth and 10. Rodgers has to make an incredible throw to keep a drive alive. And 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 I just I think that, you know, the Packers are the the worst great team yes. I've seen. And I, and I guess the Patriots fall into this bucket as well. Yeah, kind of. But the You're Packers, right. it's it's just like, let's find a way to win. And they keep finding ways to win. And and it all comes back to Aaron Rodgers. Now, the defense was carrying them early on when the offense couldn't do anything. But this is not a dominant team. And and I think the Packers, when when they have to go on the road, if it gets to this point, assuming they, they get the three seed, uh, and they they would win at home over the Vikings, which I don't think is a gimme by any chance. I think the Vikings are better built to play out in the elements than the Packers. But if the Packers have to go to New Orleans, San Francisco, Seattle, I just don't think they're going to last. No, I way. really don't. No I, I think those three teams are, are are in a, in a class above everybody else in the NFC. And I think the Vikings are in a better position to we'll compete on with the those three teams than the Packers. I, I agree. I totally agree with you, Mike. I can't. I can't say it enough. I, yes, the Packers are a different team at home, and you're right. I think they're they match up worse with the NFC's best than the, than your Minnesota Vikings do. I I, I agree with you there. Uh, I well, what it took a half hour before the first reference your to my Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. Are... All right, here you go, fucker. You ready? I should get Ziggy Wolf to sell me like point oh 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 one percent of the team, so that can be literally true. Do that. I mean, I know you got connections. Make it happen. I mean, come on, come on. Then you could really like boss Kirk Cousins around and be like, I own point zero 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 one percent of you, and you need to be better than prime in prime time. <laughs> All right, that's like buying buying one share of Packers stock and trying to tell Aaron Rodgers what to do. That's what be, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the equivalent yeah. of that. <laughs> Good luck. All right. Broncos, Texans. Broncos got the big win last week. You called it. They're going to the Houston Texans, who got an even bigger win against the Patriots. Texans favored by nine and a half points, over under at 41 and a half. We know this Broncos defense is good. Do you think the Texans blow them out, or do you think the Broncos keep this close? Yeah, I think that the Texans will cover the spread, not necessarily a blowout. I think it's going to be 27 to 13. One thing about the Texans offense, and both Bill O'Brien, the head coach of the team, and Deshaun Watson, the quarterback, said this yesterday in their midweek press conferences. Watson isn't running the ball as much as he used to because the offensive line is blocking better. That's the thing about an offensive line. You don't notice when they're doing their job well. You only notice when they're doing their job poorly because when they're doing their job well, we notice – the statistics generated by the running backs, the quarterbacks, and the receivers. And that's what's working well. You throw Will Fuller into the mix, too. He's been healthy. That helps the Texans. I just think the Broncos are outclassed in this one. They're 4-8. and eight. The Texans are 8-4. and four. And I know the Broncos know how to keep things close. But I think the Texans, after beating the Patriots, look look how they recovered after getting blown out by the Ravens. Yeah. After beating the Patriots, I think they're going to have a lift. They're going to have a swagger. They're going to have a confidence. And they're making their move now. Yep. And they're hanging around potentially in striking distance for the number two seed if the Patriots stumble. So I think the Texans will be fine. I think they'll win this one easily. It's not going to be uh, – look, the, the, for beating the Broncos by 14 is a tall task. It is. They are not a slouch. They are not a team that is going to get rolled over, but I can see the Texans getting it 27-13 this weekend. Yep, I'm, uh, I'm with you there. Sorry, I'm burping my coffee, okay? Um, but, yes. Thank you. You said a lot of the right things. The Texans are dangerous. Their offensive line is better. They can run the ball, and they're balanced on offense, and that's the greatness of what they're doing there. And then, of course, they got the awesome triplets at receiver with Deshaun Watson. And to your point about them hitting the stride, I think their defense is hitting a stride too. I do. You know, I just think with Bradley Roby back healthy, 
Vernon Hargraves, that was a great signing by him. Jonathan Joseph playing good. You know, having the um, other Reed back. What the hell's his name? Uh, Eric is his brother. He's uh, the second Reed who's from Jason. What the? Justin. Justin, right? Justin. Justin Reed. Is that it? I don't even know. I don't even know that. Either way, he helps their defense is my point. And uh, also I'll say this. You know, last week for a guy like Drew Locke, you know, he didn't do anything special. Made a few good throws. Cortland Sutton's a beast and made some great catches for a touchdown. The Chargers are a team that they don't mix it up a lot on defense. You've heard me say that before. The Texans, on the other hand, is like trigonometry compared to what he saw last week. He's going to come to the line of scrimmage a few times in this game and go, what the fuck defense is this? This guy's over here. That guy's over there. The safety's over here. What are they about to do? And then he's going to say, set hut. And it's all going to change. And he's going to go, what the fuck just happened? So that's where I worry. I'm picking Texans 24-13 to win this game. I'm picking them to cover as well. And the more I sit here and talk about it, the more actually I think I should have gone more the other way. I think that this could be even a, like more of a blowout when all said and done. I think this could be a 31-13, something like that. So uh, yeah, th- y- You're allowed to change it. I you're know. allowed to change your score. All right, you know what? I'll change it. I'm going to go. It really doesn't matter. Once you pick them to win and cover, I know. you can pick well, whatever I know. Okay. you want. You pick a million right. to two. I'm just telling. I, mean, I know. I'm just talking. Well, okay, a million to 13, they're going to win. Um, yeah, I'm just talking. I'm just talking because I'm trying to figure out my best bets as we go here, too. That just makes sense to me. But, yeah. I, I so, uh, so as you're ta- instead of thinking of your best bets right. while I'm talking, right. you are filibustering yourself to give yourself time to think about your best I don't. Bets. I'm not filibustering me? myself, but sometimes you know how you just talk things out, then it starts to make I more sense to you. You know I, what I mean? I so it. I'm like, oh, yes. man, the more I'm talking about this, it does sound like I like the Texans more in the matchup. So, so. what you're doing is you're hinting to me that one of your best bets may be the Texans. Right. It's that I just circled it because it's a possibility. There's no doubt about that. All right, let's move to the next one. Um, we are at, oh, yes, the Detroit Lions versus the Mike Florio Fighting Vikings. The Lions versus Mike Florio's squad. It's the Lions at Mike Florio's squad with the big horn that Mike Florio loves. The Vikings favored by 13 over under at 43 and a half. Um, I know you're picking the Vikings, but do you pick them to cover? Well, look, I picked the Seahawks to win and cover last week, and I got it right, and you didn't. You picked them to win, but you didn't. You thought it was going to be 24-23, so I'm on a hot streak now. I know when they're <laughs> going to fail, except when they beat the Cowboys. I think the Vikings win this game. This is one they have to have. This is a home game. They got three of their final four games at home, which is huge. And, uh, yeah, I think they win. I think they win 31-13, to whether Dalvin Cook plays or doesn't, whether, whether Adam Thielen plays or doesn't. And I'll tell you what. I'm concerned about Thielen because he didn't practice at all on Wednesday. or It was one of those estimated practices. He wouldn't have practiced at all. It suggests to me there's been some sort of further aggravation of the hamstring. Cook says he's going to play. Even if he doesn't, again, I think Alexander Madison, good enough to carry the load against the Lions. The Vikings win 31-13, and they start their push for the sixth seed, hopeful that maybe the Packers screw up. And, and really, all that matters at this point, unless the Vikings are somehow going to vault themselves into the, a bye, which is highly unlikely with four losses, 
and and also not holding the tiebreaker against the Seahawks. It's just the location of the wild card game. It's either yeah. going to be Packers at Vikings or Vikings at Packers. Either way, I like the Vikings this week. 31-13. They have to worry about the Rams. They kind of have to worry about the Bears. So I think the Vikings win. Yeah, Lions defense, not good. Uh, we know that. Um, we saw the Vikings put up a ton of points on them earlier this year. And uh, I know the Adam Thielen thing, just to talk on that in a second, it is a little concerning. I mean, I, you know, hey, that takes your offense and team up to just another little level there to make you that much more dangerous in the playoffs. So they need to have him ready. And again, you know what I want to say? You know, this is like, what are we on? Eight weeks now, the hamstring? There's something else the matter, Minnesota. It's, it's not the hamstring. There's another muscle that's not working correctly. Let's figure it out. Eight weeks of rehab on the hamstring would be enough for any hamstring. It's Obviously, there's another issue there. I'm so sick of NFL's rehab programs. They're in the Stone Age. Um, I'm going Vikings Vikings 30 to 17 as well. I think the Lions will score a few points here and there just because, I mean, Kenny Galladay is going to catch a few passes on Xavier Rhodes. I mean, that's what's going to happen. He stinks. I don't know any other way to say it. When will they think about benching him is the real question. Uh, that's what I want to know. Um, but, yeah, either way, your team is superior to them. I feel like the Lions have thrown in the towel for the year. Uh, they kind of gave their last-ditch effort last week. Vikings 30-17, to 17, and, damn, that's right on the spread, so I won't be betting that that's, Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to make it 31-17? No. Do you want to pick a side on this All one? All right, fine. I'll make it 31-17. 31-17. So I pick uh, pick a side. All right. All right. Game of the day at one o'clock. Um, 49ers at Saints. Saints favored by two and a half points. Over under. Over under at what is the hell? Where am I? 44 and a half. I know we're both pumped for this. Uh, I'm excited because it's indoor and we don't have to worry about weather ruining the football game. It's two great coaches. It's two fun offenses and it's two really hard hitting physical defenses. Mike, where do you think, uh, who do you think has the advantage here? Yeah, I think the 49ers do. And I think coming out of that game at Baltimore, yes, they lost, but but they looked good in the process. And they've got two losses on the year, both against great teams. And the Saints are a great team, but I think the Saints have bigger flaws. I think the inability to get the ball down the field, and they would be wise to use more Taysom Hill. That's something Sean Payton said after the Thanksgiving night win over Atlanta. They need to use him more. He had a touchdown reception. He had a touchdown run. They tried to set it up for him to throw a touchdown pass. He had a block punt. But, but even if they use him heavily, I just think the 49ers are the better team on both sides of the ball. Jimmy Garoppolo may have to make a throw at some point to deliver this one, but I like the 49ers 27-23 to to beat the Saints, to move to 11-2, and and to keep the heat on the Seahawks. You know, the Saints maybe fall out of that number one seed conversation by losing, but the 49ers stay very much alive in that chase for the number one seed by picking up the victory. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I, I think that... You know, again, the 49ers, this is an interesting matchup for their defense. You know, they're playing an offense that's got a big offensive line, but, hey, there's no Andrus Pete. There's no Teron Armstead on that, that Saints offensive line right now. So that's they're a little less than their 100% self there. Um, I don't think that the Saints have played a defense as good as this all year, obviously. I mean, it, you know, you, the, the 49ers are the best defense in football for my money. I would take them over the Patriots. And then, you know, on the other side of the ball, I do think the Saints will give them a tough time. There's no doubt about it. Do we know where Marshawn Lattimore's status is? Again, because that's another one that's important to me. Now, the Saints can stop the run. They're big. 
They're really good that way. The Saints have a flaw, though, of speed on their front seven. And on the indoor turf and the Superdome, it's total advantage San Francisco 49ers that way. And if Marshawn Lattimore is not playing, I get scared for the Saints in general. You know, the Saints, um, they can't play man-to-man with P.J. Williams or Eli Apple. They're just not good man-to-man corners. That's all there is to it. And then if you play too much zone defense against Kyle Shanahan and he's having a little success in the run game, his play action will absolutely obliterate you. I'm going 49ers as well. Uh, man, we're, we, we, th- we think too much alike. I'm going 49ers 27-24 to pull off the victory on the road against the Saints. Um, um, and Marshawn Lattimore, and, and, and from the injury report on Wednesday, the Saints did not practice. The Wednesday report is an estimation, but he does not appear on it anywhere, which okay. means he's fine. All right, that's good. That, 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 that does give them flexibility. He is the type of guy that can match up in certain scenarios and take people – uh, erase people a little bit. So that's cool. All right. Let's not spend a lot of time on this one. The Dolphins going up to New York here on Sunday. Dolphins at Jets. Jets favored by five points over under at 45. And of course, the Dolphins pulled off this upset a few weeks back down in Miami. I don't want to say it's upset, but they got their, that was the first win of the season at that point, right? Uh, which was embarrassing for the Jets because the Jets just let the Bengals have their first win of the season as well. Mike, how do you think this one plays out? Yeah, look, I mean, this is just one of those throw a dart, take a chance, Jets 23, Dolphins 17. I don't feel strongly about it at all. I could see the Dolphins win. I could see the Jets win. But I think, and you know, the Jets may not have Jamal Adams. Um, man, uh, now I'm rethinking it. I, I, I haven't taken my hand off the checker yet. You All know, right, I'm fine. flipping it. I'm flipping it to the Dolphins. Okay. I don't have any faith in the Jets right now. And the Dolphins impressed me last week. The least I can do after what they did to the Eagles is show faith in them. I'm going to say Dolphins 20, Jets 17. Again, a complete and total hunch. It may come back to haunt me, but I'm sticking with the Dolphins. All right. I hope it does haunt you. I'm going to go with the Jets 23-20, but I don't, you know, again, it is. It's hunch. I, who knows? You know, I guess I have a little more faith in the Jets' offense than the Dolphins' offense. Uh, I go that way. I think that the Jets' defense is a hair more talented. And then the fact that, the you know, yeah, the Dolphins got the big win last week, and now they're coming up to the Northeast and going to play, you know, in a 40-degree weather game. I just think the Dolphins might lay an egg a little bit there. But, yeah, I'm not betting on that. Uh, it's total gut feel there. I'm just going for the Jets to get their, their payback for the loss down in Miami. All right, let's move on. Colts, Buccaneers. Colts trying to fight for their playoff life. They've fallen off earth here as of late. They fuck games up on a weekly basis. Uh, Adam Vinatieri might be finally be out of there. Um, Colts going to Tampa. The Buccaneers favored by three. The over-under at 46.5, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm done with the Colts. I, I'm done having misplaced faith in the Indianapolis Colts because every time I think they're going to win, they don't. And I feel like it's teetering. I feel like it really is on the brink of falling apart, whether it's because they stuck with Adam Vinatieri for far too long, yeah. whether it's because their special teams coordinator uh, screwed things up last week. It looked like the whole right side of the line wasn't ready for the snap on the the blocked field goal where the ball was basically plucked off of Vinatieri's foot. So I and, and right now the Buccaneers are playing well. They, they were up 25-0 over the Jaguars. They're loose. Bruce Arians has them thinking they've got a chance to get to the playoffs, even though they don't. This is about laying the foundation for next year, and I think they help lay that foundation by winning 27-20. All right. 
Yeah, this is a tough one. It is. Um, I think there's a few interesting angles here. I mean, again, the Bucks defense is good at stopping the run. The Colts can run the ball. They can throw the ball. Do we know the status of T.Y. Hilton or anybody there as far as the pass game? Because that's been hurting them more than anything. Is Paris Campbell back? I know Devin Funches is officially done for the year. Are any of them back? I just want to make sure there before we move on here. Because that that is a, a big thing. You know, the other thing, too, the Colts defense. T.Y. Hilton did not practice yesterday. Uh, T.Y. Hilton did not practice. Paris Campbell fully participated. Okay. I mean, there's some weapons. You know, if T.Y. Hilton was going to play this game, I think I would pick the Colts to win it. I really do. Um, but with him not practicing, I think I'm going to switch my bet here. You know, I actually was going Colts 31-28 to win a field goal type of football game because I do I do think that, you know, the Colts are well coached on defense, but they have no difference makers. They have no stars. Darius Leonard in the middle of the line, middle linebacker is really good. They're coached well, but there's just no strip sack fumble guys or pick six guys or anything like that. And I just don't think that's a good formula against a team like the Bucks. Plus, they're not overly creative. And I think the Bucks are, of course, creative on offense and can gash you in the pass game. I'm going to switch. I had the Colts 31-28. I am going to go the other way around and make it Bucks 31-28. If T.Y. Hilton plays, then that'll suck. But I would I would like to switch it around. But I know that's too late. But uh, I think Hilton this- said yesterday he he's not sure he's going to play again this season. Oh, all right. So that forget it. I'm definitely going Bucks 31-28. You're right. And um, you know, watch 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 me be wrong and the new field goal kicker uh ends up winning the game. And we both have what did you pick the score to be? 27-20 Buccaneers. All right. So I'm picking a push at 31-28. So I'm going to move that up and make it 34-28 to avoid the push, all right? Cuz I know you don't like that. And uh, we know Pete can't add and subtract as is, so I don't want to confuse him with the push. I mean, Pete did a little little lightalitis, can't do that. So, um, all right, that's it. Anything else you want to say? He about didn't that even one? go to Texas. I know. Well, that Texas education comes in handy. Uh, what? Do you have anything else you want to say? No. Let's move on. Four o'clock games. Finally. Okay, that game could be fun though. Colts Bucks. I would be shocked if that's a fun game. All right. I remember. Remember, was it 2003? Was that the Colts Bucks Monday night game when that was uh, 2003? I was there. Yeah. Three, yeah. I was yeah. there. It was the most. Damn- you were on the sidelines. You got to witness it. Damnedest thing I ever saw, Mike. Damnedest thing I ever saw. Two things. Okay. I'm just gonna just interrupt this story real quick. Two things. First off, I was the scout team quarterback all week that week as Peyton Manning. And the plays that That's they... That's the only thing you'll ever have in common with Peyton Manning. Yeah, well, I have a big head, too. So we got that in common as That's well. That's true. Uh, but so, we, so the, we're up 35-14. Let me say this first. Gruden and Brad Johnson, when we go up 35-14, to because I think we had a pick six. I think Rondé Barber had a pick six to go up by 21. I remember Brad Johnson and Gruden on the sidelines going, yeah, we fucked up the sheriff, you know, because we called Peyton Manning the sheriff, right? We fucked up the sheriff. We showed him. (laughs) All right. So that, you know, that was like, oh, yeah, okay, karma, fuck you, all right? And then the plays they beat us with down the stretch – they ran a real long slant and go to Marvin Harrison. They ran another play where they did like a post and a deep crosser. We ran those plays every day in practice, twice a day in practice against a corner we had named Tim Wansley. And 
he messed them both up. And I'm telling you, there's not a play he saw more during the week in practice. I mean, we, we did it a ton because it was one of their go-to things. They beat us. They come back to win the game. It was the damnedest thing I ever saw. All right. Um, sorry. I like that. I like that. Yeah. It was Let me crazy. just say one thing. I can vouch for the fact that your head is as big as Peyton Manning's. Thank I you. I get my makeup right after you every week. And Diane, the makeup artist, actually uses a roller to do the makeup on your forehead. <laughs> You're very funny. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right. Here we go. Chargers, Jags. Chargers, Gus Bradley going back to Jacksonville. The ex-head coach there who probably wants a little payback. They're favored by three points on the road at the Jaguars over under 43. What do you think, Mike? But that's not much faith in the Jaguars to be three-point home underdogs against the Chargers. But with the Chargers, you never know what I you know. are actually going to get. And, you know, the Chargers can't win the close games. They keep them close, but they can't win. Last year, they won the close games. This year, they're not winning the close games. Neither team has anything to play for here. But but the one difference is quarterback where Phillip Rivers is playing out the string and possibly could get benched at any given moment. And on the other sideline, Minshew Mania is back. Gardner the Ginsu Minshew, an opportunity to lay claim to the job for next year and an opportunity for Doug Marone to make a strong closing argument to keep his job next season by showing that they can make it happen with Minshew. That's the difference for me. Jaguars 27, Chargers 21. Minshew and company pull off the victory. I'm surprised the Jaguars are home underdogs, and uh, this one is under consideration now for me as a best bet. All right. Well, I'm going the other way on this one. I'm going Chargers. I mean, that Chargers defense is still really good. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, it's hard. I can't bet on either one of these teams either. I mean, I do think Gardner Minshew is, you know, a pain in the butt. He's an upgrade from what we've seen from Nick Foles this year. But I guess what I'm saying more is I have faith in the Chargers' defense. The Jaguars' off defense has certainly fallen off, and I'm gonna play the. I, I'm gonna play that the Chargers play somewhat of a clean game on the offensive side of the ball this week. I guess that's where I'm going with this one. I'm going hunch. I did pick a 20 to 17, but now that I'm looking and that's a push, I'm telling you I should work in Vegas. I really should. Um, I'll say Chargers win. 21 to 17 okay just to make sure that I don't have a push once again um, that's that anything else you want to say about that now I really do think we have to keep our eyes open for the possibility that that Philip Rivers will be benched in this one. I, I we really do I think I think that's very real if we see an early turnover or two by him in the first half I'm with you I think he gets benched Tyrod Taylor will go in I think I've told you, I've heard from sources, there was many people in the organization weeks back that wanted to make this change. I don't know what stopped it, but people wanted to bench Phillip Rivers within the organization and Tyrod Taylor. I think the organization's got tired of Phillip Rivers. I, that's just what I've heard, and uh, we'll see where that goes from there. But this is definitely looking like it's his last year, maybe in the NFL, certainly his last year with the Los Angeles Chargers. All right, Steelers, Cardinals. Steelers favored by two and a half on the road against the Arizona Cardinals over under at 43 and a half. Uh, Kyla Murray, the Cardinals looked like shit last week. Do you think they bounce back at all in any shape, way or fashion and keep this close? I 
I think that they will be better than they were last week, and I think this is a dangerous game for the Steelers because the Steelers have been the lesser team in pretty much every game they've won, but they keep finding ways to win. I think this time they are the better team, and so they can't afford to have a little bit of a lapse here. I can see that happening where you know they're so used to being that team that is fighting and scratching and clawing to reverse the gap in talent. This year, this week, they've got the better team. I, I love the matchup of Kyler Murray against the Steelers' front seven. T.J. Watt, Defensive Player of the Month for the AFC. But I think the Steelers are good enough, and they can, they can feel that sixth seed. It's right there. The brass ring is there. I like the Steelers to win this game. The score that I have selected is 21 Pittsburgh, 17 Arizona. Yeah, um... I'm uh, I'm going the Steelers too. I don't, you know, Arizona has not seen a defense like this all year long. Now I know they've seen good defenses. They've played the 49ers and the Seahawks and all that. All right, and not that they've had huge, they haven't had huge offensive outputs in any of those games. Um, one because their all line is not good. Two, I still don't think they're quite diverse enough schematically to really screw over defenses quite yet. And I think Cliff Kingsbury is showing he's capable of diversifying, but he even has to go to another level in the offseason at some point. The Steelers, they're one of those teams like I talked about with the Texans. Like, you know, you line up and you come to the line of scrimmage and you go, whoa, whoa wait, what coverage, what are they doing? And then everybody moves around and everybody's going everywhere and you're going, what the hell? And then all of a sudden it's four big fucking jacked motherfuckers are rushing you and you're going, holy shit, they're big and aggressive and there seem like there's 20, 25 of these guys out here. That's what the Steelers do to you. I think this will be a little bit of a culture shock for Kyler Murray and company that way. They haven't had to face this type of scheme all year long. Uh, and I'm going to go with the, with the Steelers 23-13 to 13 too. You know, the Cardinals, you can run the ball on them. I think Duck Hodges will make just enough happen. I do agree with you. I think the Cardinals can be a pain in the ass. I wouldn't be shocked that this game is like 16-13 with like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter and then the Steelers put one more home or have a short field off a turnover and score one more. That's kind of how I envision it, but I'm picking the Steelers to win. Yep, I agree with you, and and I think it will be a sneaky great game. You know, there's several games at 4 p.m. Eastern in that window this week, and and I like this Steelers Cardinals game, and and I think it could 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 it could go down to the wire, yeah. and it really is an important game for the Steelers. Yeah, that's right. And the Steelers, you know, they're one of those teams that you know, like 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 the Seahawks. We almost say they're incapable of blowing anybody out. Almost at times, it seems like every game they play is close. Um, okay, maybe the game of the day. What's the bigger game, Chiefs Patriots? Or 49ers Saints. What's the bigger game in your mind? Seahawks Rams. Okay. You're kiss ass to NBC. What no. a kiss ass. Uh, uh, Saints 49ers. Saints 49ers is a bigger game because the Chiefs aren't as good as we thought they were going to be. Yeah. This was the game of the day when the schedule came out. Right. But, but not now. It's 49ers Saints. But I think 49ers Saints has bigger postseason implications than 49ers Ravens. It's yeah. just because it was a potential Super Bowl preview, we, 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 you know, it was a bigger deal. This is 10 and 2. Versus ten and two, yeah, right, right, right. Is it ten and two versus yeah. ten and two? No, it is ten and exactly two versus right. ten and it two. Is. Yeah, this is. is a big game, and this is this is just like a half click below 49ers Giants, right, from uh, nineteen ninety when your dad was playing for New York. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It is a half click below. You're right. All right, so here we go. Chiefs at Patriots. Patriots favored by three points at home. Over under forty eight and a half. Patriots offense struggling. 
Uh, nobody knows who to blame. Uh, everybody in Boston is trying to blame everybody but Tom Brady, which is really annoying to me. I'm just sick of that, okay? I just I am. And I will say this too. Doesn't anybody find it interesting that – um, Tom Brady seemed happy after a three touchdown pass loss and was mad with a no touchdown pass win two weeks ago. I just, I'm just pointing it out. I'm just throwing it out there. All right. Chiefs at Patriots favored by Patriots favored by three. What do you think, Mike? Well, look, I think that the fact that the Patriots lost on Sunday is probably the worst thing that could have happened to the Chiefs. The, the Patriots don't lose two in a row very often, especially not two in a row big games. And this is a big one. I think they're going to be ready for whatever the Chiefs throw at them. They're going to hold the Chiefs in check. 24 to 20 is the score that I've picked. I think the Patriots offense will be good enough. And, you know, as Tom Brady gets closer and closer to the end of this contract, he's got only so many home games left in New England. And, and there really is increasing speculation that he won't be back with the team next year. Now, you know, I know that there's concern that when Tom Brady's a little too emotional, he doesn't play as well. I remember that concern emerging when he returned from the deflate gate suspension three years ago but i think he's at the point where he can overcome that i mean the bottom line is he does not have many of these games left if there is anything to the idea that he won't be playing for the patriots and i don't think he's going to blow these opportunities to win games at home yeah this is uh, this is a great matchup i'm i'm so excited for it um i mean of course the chiefs offense is not like as explosive as we saw last year I think they're tinkering more with what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to, you know, show some variation in their attack, which I think will be annoying for the Patriots a little bit. You know, the Chiefs are getting underneath the center a little bit more. They're trying to run the ball a little bit more. They're playing a little more two tight end sets. Those are things that are annoying to the Patriots, let alone just like we saw last week. You know, the Patriots are the uh, one of, a great man-to-man team, the best man-to-man team in football, but I don't care how good you are at man-to-man. It's really tough to play man-to-man when you have three receivers out there with rockets up their ass. And that's what they saw last week with the Houston Texans. That was dangerous. And that's a little bit like the Chiefs this week. So I think that's really intriguing. On the other side of the ball with the Patriots offense versus the Chiefs defense, you know, we know the Patriots offense is struggling. I do think they'll find their formula to get their feet together at some point. I want to remind you that they lost two games in a row last year in December when they lost to the Dolphins and the Steelers. The other thing I'll say is with the Patriots, you know, the Chiefs defense, I I know I've said this, but it's been better. It's been better. They have a little talent in their secondary. Steve Spagnuolo, who knows how the Patriots like to attack, a.k.a. the Super Bowl with the Giants, he – can do some things to be a real pain in the ass for for offenses in general. I mean, they played great last week against that Raiders that Raiders offense who has shown signs of being able to run the ball and move the ball in a lot of good defenses this year. I'm going with the upset. I am. I'm going to follow my heart here and because last week everything I said in our talk about Patriots Texans I really was talking like the Texans were a tough matchup for the Patriots, but I chickened out and picked the Patriots. I I feel kind of the same way again this week, and I'm going to just go with it. Even though it's so scary to pick the Patriots against the Patriots at home, I'm going Chiefs 24-21. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That'll shake some stuff up if that happened, wouldn't it? Yes. I mean, oh, absolutely, because that would be loss number three for the Patriots. Right. The Texans, if they beat the Broncos, will be a game away right. from the two seed. And if the Bills beat the Ravens, yes. the Bills and the Patriots are tied with a week 16 game in New England possibly determining the division. Could it be the Patriots end up the five seed? 
I doubt yeah, it. That will definitely yes. shake things up. It would definitely. So we'll see. Yeah, because they're going to beat the Chiefs. That's yeah. why. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Uh, but either way, I think we see we both see a close game there, and it should be fun. All right, Titans, Raiders. Um, Titans, two-and-a-half point favorites at Oakland. Over under at 47 and a half. Titans came off the big win. The Raiders are reeling lately. Do you think the Raiders can get back on track, Mike? Yes, yes. And, you know, this is one of those games where you start to believe in the Titans and you forget the fact that there are occasions where the Titans stumble. And this is a stumble game because two games left for the Raiders forever at the Oakland Coliseum. Yep. And I think that's going to be a factor. I think Derek Carr feels that that red-hot poker on his ass, courtesy of your buddy John Gruden. And I think that the Raiders win this one 23-20, fueled by their home crowd, cognizant of the fact that this is it, right? This is it. And this is the biggest game. This is the, the – yeah, the Jaguars next week. This is their opportunity to be a factor. And this is also their opportunity to scratch and claw their way back into the playoff conversation – moving even with the Titans at seven and six. So I like the Raiders in this one. I don't like the Titans when they're favored. Uh, so give me the Raiders 23 to 20 winning their next to last game ever at the Oakland Coliseum. Yeah. I, I, I want to say you're right. Like the things you say, you know, part of my gut wants to say all that stuff, but I, I just can't put any money or put my mouth money where my mouth is when it comes to the Raiders offense right now. And I don't think they're going to be able to, run the ball well enough against this Titans defense. Uh, and they don't have the weapons in the pass game to, I think, expose the Titans there. I, I'm going to go with the Titans here. I think the Titans kind of got their mojo going. I, I'm, I think they're, they believe in themselves a little bit. And I think the biggest thing is they have consistent quarterback play. Well, I think what leads us to that narrative of the up and down thing over the last few years is Marcus Mariota. And Tannehill has been very, uh, this way. So I'm going Titans here, 24-20. I think they win. I think they pretty much eliminate the Raiders. And, of course, they stay alive in the playoff hunt. Uh, anything else? No, I, I tell you, I mean, you got me You got me rethinking this one, but I just I feel like that, 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 line, the Raiders... that line when I said Tannen Hill's like this and consistent yeah. with Mariota got you, didn't it? That, that and they the are, one. they are. Yeah, it did. It did, <laughs> you bastard. Uh, and they're five and one with Tannehill, but I, I just, I feel like this is a correction for the, for the Titans and, and an opportunity for the Raiders to wash a couple of nasty games out of their mouth. Yep. All right. All right. I, I, I would not be, I would not be totally shocked. Certainly. Um, all right. Sunday night football. We got a good one. It's the Seahawks who are just absolutely flying high and kicking butt. The Rams, they bounce back with a great win last week. They're favored by one point over under at 46 and a half. And the Seahawks have won four straight against the spread, Mike, if that means anything to you. Do you think the Rams can pull off an upset at home in this one? It's not an upset. They're the favorite. I mean, yeah, but uh, yeah, actually, you're right. I'm, I'm shocked by that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, look, I, and, it, and it may be uh, not a home game for the Rams. I, I said earlier today on PFT Live that after the Rams got shredded by the Ravens two Mondays ago, a lot of Rams fans may have put their tickets online for sale to Seahawks fans. Seahawks fans could overrun the place. It's the last time Pete Carroll will ever play a game at the Coliseum, which I think has some special meaning to him. And there's just something special about the Seahawks this year. I do not see them stubbing their toe now, especially because, you know, whatever the outcome between the 49ers and the Saints, and we had the question about who should the Seahawks be rating, uh, rooting for, but once they see one of those two teams pick up loss number three, 
Uh, that's going to be the the uh, and and also one of them pick up win number eleven. That's going to be the little the little goose in the ass of the uh, Seahawks to to not stumble because if the Saints win, they got to win to stay pace with uh, New Orleans for the one seed. If the 49ers win, the Seahawks need that one to stay in pace with the 49ers atop the NFC West. So I think either way, the Seahawks know the stakes here, and I know the Rams are trying to climb back into it, but I don't think the Rams are good enough to get back into it this year. I think the Seahawks win 27-24 and uh, continue to move toward what very well could be that Seahawks 49ers Week 17 primetime potentially winner-take-all one-seed versus five-seed matchup. Yeah. um, Early in the week, I thought, ooh, this could be scary for the Seahawks. I I mean, again, the Rams are – I really respect their toughness, their ability to battle. Uh, they did get the mojo going last week. I don't know if I could say it's realistic that they can do it that way again this week against the Seahawks. You know, Jadeveon Clowney, it sounds like he was feeling really good after the game, so he's going to be, you know, close to the 100% self-help there that way. I think, you know... The bootleg game scares me a little against Seattle because they could be way too aggressive at times. But I don't think the Rams' run game is good enough to complement the boot game, if that makes sense, to where it's as dangerous yet. And that's where it scares me. And then this is the other thing that scares me too, and this is where I, I go Seahawks. I'm going to pick them. But I think the other thing I look at is the Seahawks and this six offensive linemen set. The biggest weakness on the Rams' defense is they lack the size of some of the other really top-end football teams in the NFL. And we saw that with the Ravens. The Ravens just – they plowed them. They just said, we're bigger than you. Aaron Donald, you're a 285-pound D tackle. You're awesome. But if there's a weakness, you're not good against getting double-teamed when it's two 320-pounders pushing you. And the Seahawks got a lot of big fuckers up front especially when they add George Fant as the tight end and go six offensive linemen. And sometimes they go a tight end with George Fant to where it's, you know, a two tight end look, but one of those tight ends is another tackle as in George Fant. And that is scary to me for the Rams in general. Uh, so I, I'm going Seahawks too. I, I, I think that the Rams can keep it close. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game, but I just think the Seahawks are a little too big and physical for the Los Angeles Rams defense, and I think that pretty much goes for the same on the other side of the ball. I think the, the Seahawks defense is a little too big and physical for the Rams right now. I'm going Seahawks 20-17. to What did you pick the score to be? 27-24. 27-24. All right, so we're both on the Seahawks there. All right, Monday Night Football, it's Eli Manning. He's back. We're pretty sure he's back. Uh, Giants at Eagles. Eagles favored by 9.5 points, over under at 45.5. The fucking Eagles lost to the Dolphins last week. Who the fuck knows what the Eagles are going to do in a game anymore, okay? Uh, All I know is that even if the Eagles get in the playoffs, I'm not scared of them. They're not going to make a run. Uh, I think they're less likely to make a run than the Dallas Cowboys or whoever wins the NFC East. But, Mike, do you think that Eli Manning and company can pull off an upset or at least keep this close? I think that it will be a different game, obviously, with Eli Manning and maybe get a little lift with Eli Manning back on the field. And I could see the Giants taking an early lead, maybe even a 10-0 lead. But the Eagles, if the Eagles have any pride whatsoever, and here's the thing, if they fall behind, it's going to get ugly. In Philadelphia, they are going to be booing 
the Eagles. And this is it. This is a playoff game for the Eagles. They cannot afford to fall two games behind the Cowboys. And they'll know by Monday night whether or not they're potentially going to be two games behind the Cowboys because the Cowboys play tonight. Right. So I think the Eagles win the game 27-13. to 13, but, but I am far more intrigued. I know when we were watching the game down in my barn on Monday night, and it's Vikings-Seahawks, and they have the promo for Giants-Eagles. I was like, oh, shit, I'm not watching that next week. Or I guess I kind of have to. But, you know, it's, and it's, it's, it's good that that's the first Monday night game in a while where you say, oh, man, why am I going to watch it? But uh, now with Eli Manning playing, it adds a little intrigue. It so, does. Yeah, I still think the Eagles win. They desperately need this one. They're good enough to win this one. And when they have their backs clearly against the wall, and they finally have their backs clearly against the wall, and they will have their backs clearly against the wall after the Cowboys win tonight, I think they find a way to win. And I think they do cover 27 to 13 final score. Yeah. Um, I, yeah you know, same thing here. You know, again, the Eli Manning being back does make it more interesting, you know. Um, but uh, still, the Giants offense – you know, the offensive line, I think they could get absolutely run over by this Eagles defensive line at certain moments. Uh, even for Eli Manning, who's going to go to the Hall of Fame, it's never easy to just to come back in after you haven't played in 10 weeks or maybe more than that, 11 weeks, uh, and just think that you're going to be hitting on all cylinders there. I think it's an ugly win for the Eagles, too. Like, I, I'm with you. I could see the Eagles being up, you know, like 14-10 and then maybe 21-10 and maybe the Giants make it 21-17 and then the Eagles score one more to kind of put it away somewhere in the fourth quarter. I'm going Eagles 28-17 and that one. I got them covering as well. And that is that for our week 14 picks. So we got a few disagreements this week, right? Um, four disagreements. And what are they, Pete? Just so I make sure we got them. The Miami Jets. I got the Jets. You're going the Dolphins. I'm going Chargers. You're going Jaguars. I'm going Chiefs. You're going Pats. And I'm going Titans. You're going Derek Carr and his Southern Twang Raiders-ness. Okay. You know, it really isn't fair that you get to make your picks after I lock mine in. I don't every pick. I but I every pick. We could switch it up if you want to lead them off. And no, I promise no, you, that's, that's fine. I, no, I want to have an you, excuse if you catch me. But I promise you, I, I've never changed a pick ever. You you know me. I'm picking pushes a lot of the weeks. I don't even change the damn score. So didn't you just change one today? Didn't I, you go it's Patriots the first to Chiefs? Time, no, no. I've I've taken the I've taken took the Chiefs all the way. I took. Right. The, I didn't change. I've never changed a actual pick of my games. I promise you that I have not. Okay, so do you want me to start best bets so you feel better about well, I already, that? I already, I already have mine locked in, so it doesn't matter. Okay, don't get all salty and shit on me here, okay? Because I don't ever change mine. You're the one that changes them more not more often than not, okay, jerk. All right, so stop texting and put your fucking phone down and get to your best bet. All right, hands free. All right, hands free. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I won't even do it. I yeah. don't want Kristen to have to bleep out my middle finger. All okay. right. First one for me. This one's easy. 49ers getting two and a half. Anytime I feel like a team, I have a strong feeling a team's going to win and they're the underdog. It's a no brainer. Yeah. 49ers getting two and a half in New Orleans. Book it, baby. Okay. All right. So I'm going to pick that as well. I'm going 49ers over the Saints as well. I feel the same way you do. I think the Saints have... Uh, you know, of course, they're very good. We're not trying, neither one of us are trying to say that, but they've had a very favorable schedule as of late and really haven't played great in any of those games, let alone losing to the Falcons a few weeks back. And, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the 49ers, 
Yeah, they. I mean, they've had one hell of a schedule. I don't know what else to say. And uh, I, I do. I think they're the better team here, and I think they'll win in that environment down in New Orleans. So uh, I'm with you on that one. All right, what's pick number two? Pick number two, I am going with the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday night. I believe in the Seahawks getting one point. I know it's going to be a close game. They're not going to blow anybody out, but the Seahawks find a way. They always find a way, whether it's a missed field goal, a fluke play here, a fluke play there, whatever the case may be, Seahawks will end up with more points than the Rams when this one is said and done. They are one-point underdogs. Easy pick for me. Seahawks win, move to 11-2, and knock the Rams for all practical purposes out of the playoff chase. That's my best bet number two for this week. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I'm going there too. I don't know what else to say. That's my best bet of the week as well. I, I'm, I'm going there. That's it's what I picked as I was sitting here, and I'm not going to just be scared off because we're both picking the same thing. I hate that we're picking the same thing, uh, but that one, it makes too much sense to me too. And I think the, I think the Seahawks have found something with this six offensive line set. I think they were dabbling in it all year long. And I think last week they came to the realization like, fuck it, let's go with it and start just steamrolling people and we'll run the ball and we'll throw it deep and that's all we'll do. But that's stressful on a defense when you got Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, you know, Lockett, DJ, uh, not DJ Moore, but whatever that more. Uh, David. David, David Moore, exactly one of those guys. You know, when you got them on the outside along with, you know, Josh Gordon, it's a good formula for a team like that. So I'm with you there. All right. What's pick number three? Pick number three. I'm going back to the well. Even though the over-under screwed me twice last week, I feel good about one specific over-under. Actually, I feel good about a couple of them, but there's one that I would bet. And for the first time ever, I'm taking an over-under from one of my best bets as it relates to who I picked against the spread. Give me the Saints and the 49ers to sail past 44 and a half points. I can feel, even though it was 20 to 17 in the elements last week between the 49ers and the Ravens, I can feel a shootout coming in the Superdome. I'm kind of rooting for one, but I still feel it coming. I, I think it should be at least four or five points higher than the over-under for that game is at 44 and a half. Wow, wow. So you're doubling down on two games. I like this. Over, I'm picking the over, the over, the over. Yeah, he's taking the over. Yeah. He's taking the over, yeah. but he's also picked I got the 49ers 50. to cover the spread, too. I so got he's... the 49ers to cover. Yep. I got the over-under. Okay, all right. Keep I up. like that. So now I'm going to be rooting for the – I'm going to be right. rooting the 49ers yeah. to win that game 23-20. Uh, to 20. Uh, so, so you don't hit that. Uh, what'd you say, Pete? Pete said something in my ear. What'd you say? All right. Nothing, nothing go. He said nothing, nothing go. He, he probably wanted me to make fun of you for picking best bets on the same game twice. What an asshole you are. All right. But it's two different bets. I get you. Fine. I'm not, I got no problem with it. I'm still going to pick on you. You asshole. All right, here we go. All right. Make your pick. I'm going with the Texans against the Broncos. You know, that was a game that I told you as the more I talked it out, the more I thought, ooh, this is not a good game for the Broncos. I think the Broncos defense, of course, is good, but I think the Texans have found their mojo on the offensive side of the ball. I think they're a completely different team when Will Fuller is healthy and him and Stills and DeAndre Hopkins. Their run game's real, and I really think the big thing is Drew Locke will be in a little bit of a culture shock in this one down in Houston with a defense that's very game plan specific and does some different stuff that way. Uh, I'm picking the Texans to win that game 30-13. to They were favored by 9.5, and I have them covering that spread. So that's that. There's our three best bets. Okay. 
And uh, there's the recap. All right. Mike's got San Francisco covering, as do I. Mike's taking the over in the San Francisco New Orleans game. My second best bet is the Houston Texans covering the nine and a half points spread against the Denver Broncos. And then we're both riding with the Seattle Seahawks to win the game flat out where the Los Angeles Rams are favored by one, which I still am shocked by that a little bit. I really am. Um, I'm just going to I did think about maybe riding with the Browns as my best bet. You know, I, I could see them blowing out the Bengals. Uh, I did think about the Packers. We both had the Packers covering the spread by a lot. But what? We're both scared that the Redskins' run game can make this close. I'm guessing that was your logic, right? Because I know you even said you thought maybe the Redskins could win the game. Uh, I, there's, a set of, there's a set of facts out there where, you know, the Washington controls the line of scrimmage, yeah. runs the ball, right. and overpowers a complacent Packers team that thinks it can just show up and win the game. Whatever flaw caused them to lose – against the Chargers in L.A. that caused them to get blown out, blown out yeah. by the 49ers. That flaw is still hovering around, and I think Aaron Rodgers is aware of it, and I think he's nervous about it, and yeah. he's, he's afraid it's going to pop up in one of these three games that they should be able to easily win. Yep, I, I get you there. I also thought about the Steelers over the Cardinals a little bit. You know, Not that it's pretty, but I just can't bet on that Steelers offense. They keep games close, too. So, uh, All right, that's it. Hope everybody enjoyed. Everybody have a good weekend. That's Chris Sims on Button PFTPM joint collaboration. Joint collaboration. Uh, Mike, I'll see you Sunday. You the man. Um, please subscribe, rate, review to PFTPM or Chris Sims on Button. And uh, Monday, I will have my recap of week 14 with Paul Burmeister. We will get into some deep dives with some teams. And I know Mike will probably do his PFTPM later on that day as well. Uh, anything you want to say before we go? Friday, PFTPM, I'll answer any and all questions that are posed to me awesome. to end the week. While, while you are doing nothing, while yep. you're sitting on your couch yep. watching reruns of Gomer Pyle, since you have the same hairdo, that's what I'll be doing. I'll be working. I will. Good. Good job. You work. I will be watching a little film in the morning as I eat my breakfast and coffee. Then I'm going to go to the gym and get a workout. And then I'm going to be doing nothing. So uh, you're pretty close. But all right, everybody. Peace out. Have a good weekend. See you. Up yours, Florio. Bye-bye. Later. Thanks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.